There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, everyone. It's your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney, and we are here with another episode of the Yonko Table for the Falcon and Winter, or dare I say, Captain America and Winter Soldier finale. In case you guys didn't catch that name moniker at the very end, but we'll get to that when we get to that. We got a full table this week with returning supernovas and as well. A new up-and-coming Supernova joins us today. Give it up for Supernova. So, <laughs> Supernova. Supernova, Dr. Rika. How are you, Dr. Rika? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Great to have you. Uh, what brings you here to the Yonko table? What, what what type of things are you into that you feel like you can uh, bring to discussion with us? Okay. Well, I have a connection through Ethan, uh, college, but also we all have our own like side conversations about movies, TV shows, comics, etc. I'm more in the, the movie realm. Uh, that's where okay. a lot of my, I guess, expertise lies, but I'm open to anything and happy to talk about whatever and learn from folks and, and have a good time. That's what's up. That's what we're here for. Super excited. So, Let's give a quick roll call, you know, because the table is full today and we got a lot to get through. So I'm going to go down the list of names, just say a quick hello, and then we're going to keep moving on. First up, we got Dars. How are you, Dars? I'm good. I'm ready uh, to talk about Captain America and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yes, yes, we all are. We got Jay. Oh, we got Dr. Ro. Oh, man, mixing up these names today. We got Rose the Crafter. How are you, Rose? I'm doing good. I'm a man of many hats, so that's okay. I'm hungry, and I'm eating barehanded today, so let's go. Oh, yeah, we are going to dig in for sure. Next up, we got Angelo. Angelo, how are you? Hello. I am doing uh, pretty well. Thanks for asking. Nice, nice. We got Ray. Ray, how are you? I am great. Thank you for finally asking how I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, it's a full table. I got to ask everyone how their day is. Uh, and last but not least, we got Toasty. How are you, Toasty? Uh, thank you for saving the best for last, but <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm so tired, man. Um, but I'm ready to talk about this show. So let's we, get going. We all are. And in case you guys haven't noticed, uh, Unfortunately, Grandmaster Hoop, our fellow Yonko, could not be here with us today. But, is, but he is here with us in spirit to talk about this finale. So, let's get straight into it. So, we got a bunch of conclusions, a bunch of finales for story arcs, for multiple characters, and different character growths. I'm going to toss it over, put him in the hot seat. I'm going to toss it over to Dars. Dars, what did you think about the Black Falcon? Oh, wait, I'm sorry, not the Black Falcon. Yeah. Captain America <laughs> entering the scene. What What are your thoughts on this? You know what? I mean, he kind of just crashed into the scene. He threw the shield to break it and then ran right in. And, I mean, 
it wasn't as smooth as I thought it was going to be the introduction because mm-hmm. um, we're like, oh, is that the Falcon? He's like, I'm Captain America. Like, <laughs> it was really like ripe, bam, right in there. But, um, you know, I, I do have to say, I am a fan of the new costume. I, I really like this uh, this new look that uh, Sam has taken on. And uh, I'm excited to see more of it. You know, I'm, I'm hungry for more of that Captain America Falcon America. Captain American Falcon Winter Soldier Man. Yes. <laughs> um, what about everyone else's thoughts? Feel, feel free to jump in whenever. I mean, me personally, I thought the outfit was really clean. It was a very clean outfit. I really enjoyed the aesthetics with it. I love the color combinations. Uh, Grandmaster Hoop mentioned last week that we kind of got spoiled on how the outfit was going to look. Well, aside from the comics already showing what the outfit looks like, uh, we kind of got spoiled with like the toy line that came out ahead of the show's premiere. So we kind of already knew what the costume was going to look like. I didn't know what it was going to look like. So I was thoroughly surprised um, with, you know, how it looks and everything. I I did kind of wish he had a bit more of a dramatic debut like you know the way like a a more uh a more flair to it the way he enters but i mean it was fine he he literally came crashing in through the window and uh you see the the sleekness of the costume and everything and uh yeah overall thoughts on the costume design i liked it but i'm gonna toss it onto the table to anyone that wants to take it what did you guys think of captain america falcon soldier man's (laughs) costume um i'll go ahead uh it's really accurate with the comics. Oh, is it? Nice. Yeah, I, I thought they did a really good job. It also looks sleek. I mean, it's hard to make somebody like that look, have a dramatic entrance. You know, he's he's not, he's a role character. Mm-hmm. But I thought they did a great job with the costume design. It was very underwhelming how they introduced it, though. But you can only do so much with him. Right. Yeah, I mean... They could have done better. What what else did you guys think? I gotta say, I think so. I recognize again the source material, and uh, you know it, that's important. Um, but you know the way that I, my understanding is how we got the suit is you know Bucky asked for a favor from the Wakandans, um, and so I was hoping that there would be like a whole like oh like this is vibranium like you know some of this stuff is vibranium oh some of this stuff is uh, you know I'm saying just like you know acknowledge like oh yeah this is some uh, Wakandan tech um, right. And whatnot but again there's like source material they have to work with right um you know what i'm saying because i'm kind of wishing like low-key like if it's from wakanda like they gotta put some cool black panther stuff in that you know in the sense of just like but again you know right source material they gotta make it you know look what it's supposed to look like and it's fine nah, the black panther is safe for the king you know i mean That's- yeah but like again if you're gonna give someone something cool like and then like i said it'd be cool to acknowledge like oh yeah like the metal and the wings they're vibranium now it's like let's go because they were ripped I mean, off last night it was kind of seen when it was taking in all those bullets and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah we started seeing we started uh gradually seeing everything on display as it as it progressed um so the the interest was was not as smooth um but i did enjoy looking at the, the design of the costume and the features and kind of i wish they would have showed us a little bit of what it really was and what it does but we can infer that the wings are vibranium we can infer that this is wakandan technology clearly by the by the blue and by um red wing jumping back out and everything and so ah, red wing mm-hmm. i love as his, far as i love his return and as far as the color scheme i mean we knew it was going to be red white and blue but 
the fact that Sam's wearing that color um, obviously represents something a whole lot deeper, which makes this story a lot more interesting. So, Agreed, agreed. Dr. Rika, what do you think? I think it uh, harkens back to what Sherry had shared as far as like the upgrades. Because I noticed, especially with the Red Wing technology, that immediately like knowing who to who to look for as far as like because he asked like who can fly in here and then seeing the details and as far as the white suit and I also inferred that the wings were vibranium so it just I reflect back on like Sherry mm -hmm. sharing that like there's always room for upgrades and so that's kind of what I got in in seeing what the suit looked like right right I, I think yeah as the as the combat sequences progressed we started to see okay yeah sam just guarded himself from a helicopter like crashing into him with the shield i think i think it's vibranium i, I would imagine so um i think what tangela was kind of wanting is uh Kind of like that Nike swoosh on on the wings, but like a Wakanda version of it. Oh, the trademark, the trademark logo. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he was inferring when he's like, "Oh, we need to have some sort of uh, Wakanda up in this costume." <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I guess more of like a symbol to say, "Hey, this is Wakandan." Outside of the actual abilities it has, you know, because it's blocking bullets and all this nonsense. Uh, it could withstand the punch from a super soldier, and yeah, I'm pretty sure only Vibranium can do that. Um, Toasty, Toasty, what do you think about this? Um, honestly, the costume, I really love it. It was really well made. I was going to be afraid that it was going to look stupid on him, but it's <laughs> unique enough that you can say, okay, this is Captain America, but it's a different Captain America. Um, the way it did premiere though, um, the way you first saw the character when he first appeared on scene. It was as disappointing as the finale, in my opinion. Ooh. It was just a letdown. Um, the so finale of the series, you're saying? The series, yeah. This series. Okay, um, what, it what was, I, I was disappointed by that. I was Stirring disappointed the by pot, the okay. But they got to start in strong, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's um, right. But apart from that, um, there are things I did love. I like the initial combat scene. I like the way the uniform looked like. I'm waiting for more upgrade because this is Wakanda in technology. So I'm waiting for him to get a shield, maybe turn invincible as he's flying. Um, I'm waiting for more of that. But I know with the new uh, movie that's coming out in season two, hopefully, we're definitely going to get more. So, uh, Actually, yeah, that's it for yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, they, they did announce that a, it was today, actually, a, a Captain America 4 is in the works. So that's... That's exciting. I mean, where we left the characters off. We'll probably go into more details on that towards the end uh, to talk about, you know, where we think the story is going to go. Um, so aside from design, so obviously the episode opens up with a straight up action sequence. And uh, it lasts for the most part, I believe, for like the first 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, mo most of the episode was just straight up action, which is fine. Uh, this is more of a pet peeve of mine. I, I really do not like action sequences that take place at night. Um, you know, because I feel like it has to have good lighting. You, you want to be able to see everything. There were certain scenes where, I don't know if it was my TV or whatever. Oh, I I'm getting Game of Thrones flashbacks over here from that one. Yes! Game. Yes, Game of Thrones. Oh my god. I just... I, 
I don't like scenes like that. And for a debut scene for a brand new superhero, well, not a brand new superhero, but like a brand new costume, a, a new moniker being taken up, I felt like this needed to bathe in the sunlight. I felt like it needed to be shown clear and crystal. But, but I the mean, blue again, lights, the blue lights, they were glowing. The blue, <laughs> they they were reflecting. I'll admit they were reflecting. Uh, it it was it, it was good enough, but. There were just so many things I felt like they could have done a little bit differently with this episode. Uh, I agree because I feel like the the beginning like fight scene. I don't know if it's just because it's in the beginning or what, but I just felt like uh, it's kind of rushed in a little bit. You know, like we have five episodes that led up to like this grand finale of what's going to happen, and kind of going off of what Tosi said, it was just a little disappointing that like it kind of was there for the first, you know, 20 or so minutes, and then that was it, and that was all we get. Like, the first arc or the first, you know, act of this episode was them fighting and, you know, trying to figure out who's where and, and what's going on because it was kind of dark out, but mm -hmm. um, I I have to say that one Wakanda fight scene that we, we had that episode where it was the Wakanda fight scene and then the other fight scene, like, I think that one took the cake yeah. out of the entire series. It did. Uh, yeah, my, uh, personal opinion, I, I, I agree. I think that yeah. easily took out of all the fights in here. I mean, we have this fight sequence with, uh, what is it, Sam? With I think his name is Batroc. Batro? <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Batroc the Leaper. Batroc the Leaper. And he's... He's fighting Sam, and I mean, the fight sequence, anything with Sam is always good because I like the way he utilizes his wingsuit, right? And now he has the shield to back him up with it as well. So he's doing all these acrobatics, these cool moves and everything. But honestly, the, the fight itself, I felt like, kind of like going off what you're saying, I felt like it kind of ended a little too quickly, or there was no tension or buildup to sam facing off against this super soldier and then i mean for me the Actually, exit was the the dumb part where he's like uh au revoir uh, mon ami or something he wait says, actually is that how he left the guy i don't remember seeing he left he said, so, few, man. He said yeah, au revoir no. okay yeah. he, he didn't say yeah, mon he ami the shield, he the shield <laughs> through the window and, and died through which i thought was cool actually when we did that part but i like the dive that part. last word he's like au revoir and just like left and everyone's like <laughs> I was waiting for him to just give the French laugh, like the oh, and just, yes. wow. what was the other line that he said? He's like, um, oh, you can use that money to get French fries and something else. And I'm like, man, yes. these lines were a little cheesy. Yeah, they they ordered extra cheese on this pizza for tonight's episode. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was directed by DC. Directed by... <laughs> they took some pointers from DC. Actually, um, here's something that I was kind of going through in my mind as I was watching this episode. And guys, chime in if you think uh, the same way. I think that this might have had something to do with kind of like COVID and the pandemic that was going on. And then maybe pausing Ooh. to film and then re-kind of continuing on with what's going on with all this stuff. I don't know what that film schedule looked like if they filmed these scenes first. But for some reason, it wasn't... I felt like it wasn't as smooth as the first five episodes, and it felt kind of like an after episode in a way. Um, I think I started to get that feeling when like Bucky walks on and they're like, "Hello, Sergeant Barnes," and like you know, like giving him like that cred, and then like you have Mystique, Sharon Carter, like that comes on by, and I don't know. Everything was like a very different pace for me in that opening scene. So I will 
Uh, so after every episode, I usually like I'm so think I'm so much thinking about it, and I you know I watch some like YouTube analysis slash people. So um, that Eric Voss guy um, and this emergency awesome like the thing is YouTube channel, and so uh, there are a couple of channels that discuss kind of like how you can feel it, and in some way like um, there's a speculation that there was a like a pandemic plot that was before the pandemic, and they had to like redo it um you know oh, because wow. of everything because when you think about like the, the, one of the smallest things i think that um people were like oh this is interesting and they pointed out was how like you know when they had the first truck scene with um you know when you when we first see walker and lamar and whatnot bucky gets in the thing and it's like oh in here are there there's vaccines and then um they got oh, a really okay. big actor to be that like um the the person who passed away and she was only like a person who passed away, so and she passed, and then she just passed away. So people are thinking that it's possible that the, they're trying to get like vaccines or something like that, or health supplies for a group of people where they were and they were too late or something like that nature. Sounds like speculation, but again, like, you know, there have been some interesting conversations. And yeah, just like if you like put it together, it's like, well, actually, I kind of see that making sense. It's about, my biggest thing too is that yeah, like there's a really big actress that they had, um, and she only appeared as a face that was dead <laughs> and so it's like oh interesting like why would you pay probably pay so much money to have this person just be like quote a dead person like you know it's very likely there was a plot and they had to uh flop like flip flop things around because makes uh, sense there was only six episodes too yeah it's like because i think it was supposed to be longer so hence i think why it, it felt so like like kind of jar like jarringly rushed at the end um, you know, I think up to this point, it's been pretty great, but you know, I, I think, yeah, it's one of those things where I, I could imagine there was a lot of other stuff that was supposed to be there. And, uh, you know, if anything, it's like props to them for cutting it the way they did. Yeah. Cause I mean, if they had to pivot, that was a really good pivot on how they did these six episodes. Yeah. Well, that would make sense because also I felt like the scientist was cat pretty, like just pretty quick. It's like, you find out about it and, and his connection to the serum and then right. Zemo takes him out and then that's it. So it, I could see that. That makes that makes sense because they hit a couple dead ends within and the show. They talked and about, just forward. They talked about too how um you'll notice like with lines that like there are certain lines that you can almost in some way tell that were like redubbed and like you know, you hear people talking when it's not them. So like in the scene in I noticed there was a scene like that a couple episodes ago. Go on. Yeah, there's like a scene where they're in like talking to that person who made the super soldier serum. And like again, some of the dialogue you can notice that like you know Sharon Carter says something, but you can't see her, and you can see how they playfully like almost in some way strategically move uh, the camera around so that um, you know some of the dialogue exists outside of screen. Because again, if if they're not on screen and they're talking, um, you can say whatever you want in that phrase, and you you know as the right. audience, and we, we're just going to infer that per, you know it's part of the thing, but. Um, yeah, it's you know it sounds like yeah I have a feeling there was a lot of like okay how do we fix and change the story um, because of everything going on so you know I kind of yeah like I said I, I feel like there was something that happened props to them because I think yeah they did their best and um, it wasn't yeah it wasn't bad per se I didn't even consider uh, you know the pandemic having an effect on this show's production but now that you mention it yeah like there was. The show's pacing, at least for the first five episodes, it was pretty decent for the most part. And But you had a few couple segments where 
you know, like like Angela was saying, like certain dialogue sequences just didn't match up with what some characters might have been saying just because of, you know, certain camera angles. Uh, but then with this episode, I, honestly, with this episode, I felt like it should have been either two, like a two hour finale or it needed another episode. It needed to be at least seven episodes um, just because y you have so many character arcs in here that I feel like the stuff that's been building up since the first episode there's really not that good of a payoff. There, there were some. There were some, and and we'll get to them. I mean, I'm just gonna say it off the bat. I loved Isaiah's payoff at the very end. I thought that was, I thought that was the best oh one. Oh my goodness, I was getting so emotional at that. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you know what? Let's ah. let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's let's get into it. Isaiah, what did you guys think about the the payoff with Isaiah? I was super emotional about it i think that it was well just because like right before that we had a very emotional scene too um with bucky but we'll get back to that one in a second and then you have that you know sam come in there and he's like trying to make amends for what was going on in that time um so he's like hey clean up you know i got something to show you and then like when he was walking through that museum i'm like Oh no, I know what's gonna happen. Someone get me tissues again. So <laughs> um it was it was really awesome to see that even though in the past they tried to wipe him out of history, Sam made it sure that like people will remember him from that moment on. You know, like that he's gonna be a legacy now. So and then like that hug that he gave him and the shaking and I'm like Ugh. it was great. The one emotional scene that almost got me it almost got me but that's good that's good that it almost got me uh, i i can't say the same about everything else but yeah the the scene with isaiah uh him finally kind of coming to amends with what uh sam was trying to do and then the moniker that he put on with the the shield and the new suit and everything and the the red white and blue i i thought it was a, a good payoff um what about you, Dr. Rico? What, what what did you think about Isaiah's, I guess, finale at the end? Yeah, I think to kind of recap his whole story, I do appreciate the fact that going in, they were going to be talking about social issues and that they weren't keeping it in just one perspective, that they brought him in and shared the fact that the Black experience is not monolithic. It's not just about how Sam sees it, because he's one of the biggest figures that we've seen who is a Black right. superhero throughout all of Marvel. So I do appreciate bringing in almost a, an opposite to him as far as having a different perspective. Um, so to see kind of the wrap up, I think also shows why it's so important that Sam is in that position beyond just being the person with the suit, but also having the access to get things done. Uh, so it's not just, I'm sure we'll talk about his monologue at some point, but it's not just speaking words, but it's actually engaging in the action. So I think Isaiah's right. arc showed what can be done with, when people are positioned in, in places of power to which they can actually create change. And so it's something small that at least impacted Isaiah that hopefully will also impact others. I also liked, um, I don't think the episode did a great job of showing it. I had to like stop it to read, but even the language that was used in his, I guess, memorial uh, even right. indicated like, yeah, this was without consent. And like these people were unwillingly experimented on. So I think even the language mm -hmm. of, calling attention to the injustice that was done to Isaiah and his brethren uh, was also super important. So I really appreciated that part of the episode. 
Right. And I mean, it, it's definitely a stark contrast from, you know, his name was erased from history. <laughs> no one knows about him unless they're really deep in the government. And even then, it's really hush hush on it. Uh, so, yeah, I thought, man, that I, I, I already knew what Sam kind of Loki did for him when he invited him to that uh, to that memorial area. But I mean, just seeing it there, I'm like, OK, that's nice. I like where this is ending off. Um, Ray Toasty. Any any thoughts on Isaiah's character arc? Uh, yeah, I thought it was really well made. Uh, for me, it was one of those things where I think the character itself, he's part of almost that older generation that suffers so much. They don't see any hope. So for me to, for him to finally see that there is hope, that they can move on, that now all of the suffering that he went through maybe future generation can won't go to or maybe he'll be recognized was really well made because we saw the way he was at the beginning of the episode he didn't believe the guy could become um captain america but now there's hope and that's all that mattered yeah it took baby step to get there but at the end of the day Isaiah finally got to see yes there's change and for me that was the biggest impact because it was difficult for him um i know he didn't think there was any hope but i mean yeah that's the point i'm trying to make but like everybody practically said it, it was a really good scene. And hopefully because of that and because of the hope he now sees um, with what happened with him with the museum, hopefully he can use that to inspire other people. Uh, we know what's going to happen with his grandson, for example. So I'm sure this scene, they're going to bring it back in future shows or movies to show the impact that that scene had on the grandson. So and I can't wait to see that. Do you think we're going to see like a return of isaiah in any form or capacity as like a super soldier um uh, no my man's too old time to retire come on <laughs> <laughs> oh come on <laughs> this is not like flashpoint paradox where he meets like the old version of the flash that's like running around at 50 years old now my man you did your work already time to sit down put the shield down go home pass the mantle to the next generation the next generation is obviously the current captain america um and again, I'm not sure how his grandson becomes Captain America because I believe uh, uh, Ethan is the one that mentioned it last time. So I'm ready to see that too. I think and, he goes by Patriot. Yeah, he's uh, part Patriot. of the Young Avengers. Oh, there, oh, there we go. I'm not a comic reader, so I'm not totally sure. But there we go, Patriots. And I I'm wonder, sure some... like, uh, he has a super soldier serum, and then like Pat, like skips a generation, so then he gets it next. Type of thing. Oh, snap. so oh, that's yeah. how it works. Story, but, you know um, what? That makes sense. But... Ray, what did you think about the end with Isaiah? Um, you know, he, I mean, I've been pro, I've been pro displaying. I mean, you, you got, we talked about it like the first couple episodes I came on. I love the, I love the contracts, contrast in the black experience that, um, that this show displays. Um, you know, and I told you guys about the mission that, you know, Sebastian Stan and um, I'm blanking on his name. Anthony McKee had um, mm -hmm. going forward for this um, show. I, I love it was a tearjerker. I thought it was a really well done. I don't think it was forced. I think it was done really well. Um, and I love that even then he's like, oh, oh, wait, I almost bought that. I'm a little skeptical here. <laughs> and I love that. I I love that because I think what Marvel does a really good job of was tying in realism where even 
subtle shit like that makes you wonder like okay i don't think there's anything that's going to completely heal this but we can head in the right direction and i think marvel did a really good job of that i think that scene does a really good job of that and that that was my take on it i mean i i don't i'm sure they're going to keep having um commentary on social issues in marvel and i really hope if it's like this then i hope they keep doing it I, I would say, yeah, for the most part, pretty much a tearjerker uh, wrapping up Isaiah's story. I think I think we almost jumped the gun, like jumping straight into Isaiah's. But, you know, there was a whole sequence before this. We have we have Falcons. Uh, we have Sam's speech with the news station and the senators. We have uh, John Walker. <laughs> uh you know what let's let, let's go into john walker john walker's entrance into this scene um i'll be honest it, it was garbage <laughs> i i thought john walker as much as we hated him his arc was definitely interesting because i always wanted to know what he was going to do next uh what was he going to do when he came onto the scene and you saw that uh his character really i mean he was going through the shitter and especially the place that we left him in last week. Uh, I thought he was going to go full on revenge mode, kill everyone in his way. He tried killing Sam multiple times in last week's episode. Um, and, uh, but like he literally just came into the episode as if nothing happened. Uh, he came in, started helping the cause, started helping Sam and, Bucky with the fight and they just accepted him back and uh I don't know I felt like it was undercooked it needed more time in the oven what did you guys think yeah I, mean, I uh, agree with you uh, on that one. sorry go ahead go ahead no I mean he's not okay so I went ahead and uh, I I read some of the comics the U.S. agent he's not a bad guy though like he he's very in my understanding of the comics is and if they want to stay if they're trying to stay true to the comics it's my understanding that he's a good guy of course in the comics you know um battlestar still alive but i i guess i would argue it's it's one of those like what do you call those people that are like neutral uh it's it's not is it anti-hero I, I don't yeah anti-hero yeah so he's he, my understanding of it he's very much anti-hero i don't i do agree like i feel like this could have been so much better if he stayed a villain or, or for me it wasn't even like he was a like i guess the place that we left him in you know like w which was the after credit scene from last episode you see him making the shield and uh that that mental breakdown he was having where he's like i am captain america i felt like we left him in a dark place and just seeing him come back in as if that dark place didn't exist anymore, I I, I think that's where my issue is. Not so much that, you know, oh, I wanted a villain John Walker. It's just that's how he was built up, and that's where we left him. But, and now but he's... actually... Yeah. I, I was going to say, I'm sorry, I was going to say, but actually that's how he came in, though. The one moment you could see that he had a mental breakdown was when the people were going to die in that truck. You could see he had the decision... Do I become a hero or do I become, do I follow revenge? And I actually like that about his character because we watched the show from the point of view of the 
Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And from their point of view, we think he's a bad guy. But in reality, what has he done that's wrong? He has done his best to follow what he's supposed to do. And let's be real. If any of us have siblings or good friends that we grew up with, and that's how it seemed that the relationship was with his best friend, they, they were childhood friends. And if you were to see somebody kill your friend like this, you would lose your mind too. I am I sure. I, I mean, none of us. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it is murder. But like, if somebody kills your uh, brother in cold blood, you're not gonna think logically, especially in the moment. So for me, I feel like this is a man that lost somebody that's obviously close to him, and he had a mental breakdown. And so far, I'm happy that he chose the good side because even though he doesn't have to be friendly with uh, the current Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I still feel he can be a good addition if he does think correctly. And hey, I man, do I feel like there's a redemption. For, I'm not going to jail. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> but you don't have to go to jail if you're rich and powerful like him. He committed cold murder in the middle of people. But uh, that's the thing. Like, I like his character. I thought he did well what he did. And it's somebody that suffered a lot. And I wish we had more point of view from him. Because at the end of the day, we saw with the family, when they asked him last episode, was that the person that killed our son? He said, yeah. And they said, good. And I'm 90%, 99% of people listening to this or in here, if somebody kills somebody that was a loved one, you would not want to see that person walking free, happily waving their hand and moving on with their day. You're going to want revenge. And yes, you might come down after a little bit, but at that very moment, if it's in your, if you have the capacity to punish the person for what they did, you would do it. But that's my personal opinion. I'm not sure what the rest of you guys think about that. <laughs> I'm going to circle back to that in a second. I think somebody else was going to try to say something. I, I just wanted, yeah, I think uh, kind of like to your point, though, man, I just I think what's interesting, we talked about like the realism of um, like, wow, with Isaiah, like he was like, oh, I almost bought that. And I was like, yeah, like this, I feel like with a Wanda, when WandaVision in this show, like they've been trying to capture human emotion like really well and the human experience. Um, you know, I, I guess for me, I, I just, you know, I have a background in social work. Like, you know, I've, I've worked with people and communities before, like not a ton, but like, yeah, like, I, you know, I feel like I have life experience and I, I just feel like that's not how, like this. And again, this is a, it's just a show though. So that's why it's like, uh, I don't know, like, you know, there's a part of me that's like, well, I shouldn't put my expectations too high, but I think it's because they've, I feel like they've done so well with other things. It's like, you know, when we're talking about that anger that you're you're discussing, yeah, 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 like for it to be just a switch in a moment and now it's fine, like that's not humanly realistic. Like that's not that's not the hu- that's not human behavior in the human condition, right? To be at that mental breaking point and then for you to just be like, yeah, oh, you know what? I'm just going to save these people. You know, I mean, it's hard because you know now I, we have to create this like you know it's almost counterfactual of like, okay, like well if this that you know like. This is a fictional story, right? So it's like it's really weird to like try and argue in some of these things. But I think, you know, I, where I'm going with this in the sense of just like, okay, let's recognize the realism that we, we've like encountered and said like this is really cool. I think when it comes to John Walker, like that was a really rushed and kind of annoying. Like, really? Like we're just gonna let that let let that go, regardless of the whole like you know like he killed his friend and all this stuff. Like actually, that's the point. If you did lose a friend like that, like are you just gonna swap? 
like that. Like, is that is that what the human process looks like? And I, I just, you know, I think, again, it's like one of the missed things, even though I, again, I really in general have very appreciated everything that's happened here. I think, yeah, that was like a little like, um, like almost in some way, just like, how did you miss that? Like when you did everything else so well and right. Yeah, it, it certainly felt like, and I think you just mentioned not too long ago that it felt like there was a piece missing. Like if it was split into two more episodes, it felt like there was something in between that we definitely admit. Did he go to like extensive therapy to which we are <laughs> processing our traumas? And, right. and I think something that's really interesting is they, for both this show and WandaVision, have really been unpacking all these emotions and looking at the humanity of all these characters that we see that are larger than life and like the movies, because the movies are about moving the plot and the big action points. And now these shows are going to focus on the humanity of these folks who were traumatized because they're involved in all of these like world ending scenarios. So I think John Walker was interesting because ultimately he wasn't involved in any of that. So this is just a seemingly everyday person that ultimately did have a mental break, but there were these little things leading up to that. And I think similar to what you just shared, I don't think it just switches off. Actually, I don't think I know it doesn't <laughs> based off of both personal experience, but I'm also a therapist. So like processing one's trauma, whether you're losing a loved one and having that type of anger and reaction is certainly possible, but it doesn't just switch off that quickly without some type of like work that is to be done to unpack all of that. Um, so I, I think that storyline was super interesting, but the ending was super disappointing. And I was, last thing to add is like when it comes to Thinking about like, I didn't really make a comment about the Isaiah um, part, but I think, you know, in combination with this thing, I just feel like the show has a really interesting, I think, uh, way, or for me, I think, like the symbolism of what justice looks like for people. And it's just really annoying because I feel like, wow, cool. I think, you know, relatively speaking, I mean, I could talk about the Bucky situation too. And I'm like, ah, I wish, yeah, I feel like more could have been done there, right? With that whole thing. Um, but yeah, I'm like, okay, I kind of accept that. With Isaiah, I'm like, yeah, that, that's a really interesting way to portray, like, what does justice look like for this situation? But with Walker, it's like, god dang it, like, you missed the ball. I'm like, showing, showcasing, like, you know, what does justice look like in this scenario, right? Um, in some ways, though, again, I feel like some people could argue, that, like, well, yeah, the white guy got to walk free. Like, there you go. There's your symbol um, <laughs> and whatnot. But again, I just, there's a part of me, like, if that was supposed to be the symbol, that would have been pointed out. Or, like, that would have been in some way, these showrunners and, the producers just everything that's like happening with this like i would have expected or imagined like they would have said something because again there are really intelligent people who've like put together how this is supposed to go which again this really might just be um, a remnant of the fact that everything had to be cut and rushed together and so again props to them but i think yeah you know uh, i think the walker part ruined for me of like oh my god this is gonna be an interesting thing about justice and it's like god damn it <laughs> not exactly there yeah, yeah, they kind of dropped the ball on it. Uh, Rose, what do you think about uh, John Walker's final character, Hurrah, in this episode? He felt like it was undercooked. <laughs> Did he need to be where? <laughs> was he um, at where he needed to be? I think I, he was right. A lot of other characters were rushed in this finale. I think that's clear. And I think a lot of us are, are circling back on that. So, you know, I won't focus on it being rushed because it definitely was. Um, I'll just reflect on. John coming in and then where he's at now. John represents, and we talked about this, the perfect soldier. That's what he represents. The perfect soldier, always making the right decisions, 
that's what he that's the duality between him and what real Captain America represents, or at least what Sam ended up representing in some sense, but is his own type of flip on it. And so we see pieces of we see John breaking slowly throughout the whole season. To me, Lamar was like his one holding thing. And I think to a lot of people he was. And then once Lamar left, he split. So it is a little, it's a little odd that he split. And then once you hit into the next episode, I mean, technically he is coming after Carly. Um, but when that whole scene of the, the truck falling and everything like that, um, he flipped to save those people. A little bit undercooked. But I kind of I understood what they were trying to portray in right and john and that was that this guy has split but he still has it's he has a certain moral code it's just not the moral code that it's his moral code it's what he thought and what he grew up to believe in right. um in america and, and being a soldier and you saw it in the episode before where he's like i did when he's talking to the council or whatever he's like i did exactly everything y'all told me to do i was the i was the perfect soldier you know how can you abandon me when I'm making a mistake. And so now he's dealing with that extra layer and I don't think they addressed any of that well at all. But I'm thinking about when they gave him a little bit of hero moment and I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna stretch it even more than that because he had something that you could argue was slightly redeemable in his character trying to save those people and fighting off everybody, um, which I think does explain his character that he's not necessarily evil, like he wants to do good he just is confused about it he's just he's just in a different space um and i think in that moment whether it was done good or bad i think they were trying to show okay he still wants to save people he just doesn't know how he's going about it he's lost without lamar he's lost without government backing him and things such as that but the interesting thing is is that he kind of resumed back to normal and he had a moment to be a hero but if you stretch it carly did not have a moment to actually be redeemed or come around um yeah and her Carly. hesitation and i didn't want to jump ahead in her hesitation um we, we know what happens in her hesitation she mm-hmm. is struggling to figure out if she's going to do it or not and she's been struggling the whole season about killing people not killing people and, and where where she lies and stuff and we watch her break but she actually doesn't get a chance to even get a glimpse of redemption um like john did and so I didn't mean to take it that way, but I find it interesting. I don't know if they purposely did that or if they were just capping people to cap people and you found out who the power <laughs> you found out who the power broker was, which was no surprise and a little loud. Uh, so, but um <laughs> that but I find it yeah, I find it interesting that they rushed a lot of stuff, but I saw what they were trying to do. John Walker's an interesting character. Everybody a lot of people are interesting. Sam's interesting to me, Isaiah's interesting to me. Um Carly's interesting to me, and they look like they just try to focus. They could only get the main people that they could get, uh, unfortunately, this episode. So, right, I, I feel like with Carly, since she more or less is the main villain of, uh, well, the leader of the main faction. That's the antagonist of this season. Uh, you know, I I really wasn't uh, warming up to her uh, throughout the season. I, I was slowly doing it, but I, I wasn't really sold on her character yet but if if this episode was supposed to make me uh you know feel bad when she got you know the <laughs> when she basically got uh capped by uh, uh who, who was it that shot her what, what sharon, was it? Carter. Sharon? Sharon, sharon carter okay i didn't know if it was like some like straight bullet or something that that got her but you're right sharon carter uh 
I felt like when she was capped, like, you know, I was supposed to feel an emotion of like, oh no, she's she's dead. I'm, I'm gonna miss this character so much. I, I really didn't feel it. You know, sh she said a lot of very off things that I felt like were written just to, just for the sake of trying to piss someone off, like a character in the show, rather than something that the character herself would actually say. Th there was a scene where she's fighting uh, John and um, she mentions Lamar. And it was like a very odd choice of words that she said where she's like, uh, oh, I didn't mean to kill anyone that didn't matter. <laughs> and I'm like, why would you say that? <laughs> I, I felt like it was a means to get a reaction out of um, John to say, oh, you, you're going to say uh, Lamar's life didn't matter. And then, you know, uh, push the he, sequence. He, yeah, push the sequence. But yeah exactly you know push it forward and i'm like that th that's such an odd thing for someone to say i felt like the care her her character would not have said that it was just written so that you know john can have a reaction you could see a little bit of that switch going on and off in his head like oh okay this is the john that we left off on he's gonna come in he's gonna try to kill this girl and i mean yeah we we have we have that sequence with Carly. Um, we have that scene that you mentioned with the power broker and the big reveal, which, I mean, we all kind it's funny. We didn't really talk about it too much about the identity of the power broker, but the times that we mentioned it, I felt like it was somewhat obvious that it was Sharon. But I mean, this reveal, I, I, I don't know where I, I don't know where I sit on this. What, what do you all think about this? I, I feel like that reveal was like, we keep saying the word undercooked that thing was like raw it was like straight up <laughs> raw given to us a bloody mess i don't know i didn't like the the power broker reveal. it was very underwhelming i agree uh like, i mean yeah go ahead i, I don't even know because okay and i read the comics too that's why i'm saying this so i don't know i don't know if anybody else has in the comics power broker is a group of scientists they're supposed to be the new fucking hydra what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, I think they were trying to allude to that at the very end in the end credit scene. That she's like, oh, we're now inside. We can go and take over government secrets and stuff. But, like, yeah, it was very, like, poorly done. Um, I don't yeah, know. I just think all of it was... I just think it was a little off because the whole standoff was... Um, uh, it was a Mexican Bar standoff. Or, or whatever. He was like, I want, I want more money. She's like... I don't negotiate. I don't do blackmail. Shots. Yeah, like what the and fuck? And then like, Carly is not this old like, Stop her, it. Which seemed out of place for me too. That she would shoot her right then and right. there. She's not even aiming the gun at at her. I, it was, it was, it was off. It was weird. And then technically nobody else knows right now. Um, and we see the post credit scene. Like I don't, I don't mean to spoil it, but even that was like, like just kind of felt a little rushed, a little out of place. Um, yeah. So like, okay, now Sharon's back in the game doing something else um, behind the scenes as the power broker. Um, which might set us up. I'm starting to think a lot of these things that aren't really cooked, they might try to work its way back up later, maybe. Um, like John Walker's story is obviously not done, so maybe they'll try to work back in backwards and Sharon Carter, maybe they'll try to work backwards. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It was it was, it was awkward. Uh, that scene, I kind of like was... <laughs> I was like not in it. <laughs> it's like, what is yeah. going on here? Agreed. 
I just want to jump back to your previous point and then come back to this of just yeah, uh when the, when it came to the the line about um you know it like it didn't matter um I, I find it interesting whenever people put together the word lives and matter together because I feel like uh, as you know as in this country we have a very specific uh I don't know like thought process like, you know those words together usually has another word right before it um so I thought that right. was like, interesting of just like you know like you know it almost like and for me like when you say this yeah i felt kind of forced in the sense of like you know did we have to choose these words to be this thing um and is that what we is that what we wanted you know what i'm saying because again for me it's just like and Lamar's just black. Mental schema, Lamar's black, just, so yeah and that's what i'm saying too it's like you know and then you know lamar was the black friend right so it's like i feel like mental schema wise it's like that was a you know a choice in words and i wonder if that was thought about i feel like it was um, and I just, I just thought it was odd. But you know, back to the whole Sharon Carter thing. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, uh, not much to say in this sense. But I just felt like it was kind of, it was just odd to. Oh, wait, I, my thought on this too, I was reflecting on, just like the whole like, you know, I guess it was fine that uh, Ca- Captain America um, just didn't like fight. Like he wasn't trying to fight her, and then it was Sharon Carter that shot her. That's it. You know, I just thought that whole thing at the end there too of like he was being really pacifist, and then nope, no, she's like you know uh, she's gonna be one that uh, sh- uh, that uh, kills her. So I guess like oh, I guess that's kind of nice in the sense of like yeah, Captain America doesn't really kill people. Like when do you think of Captain America really killing someone? Right, it doesn't really happen unless yeah, I mean well, I guess he, he didn't does. call some bodies. They just don't show. They just don't yeah, show. yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> show it. That's a really good point. Actually, just like you never. Sam seen does too. Sam has called him a handful of bodies too. Yeah. yeah. First um, episode, he was catching bodies, and he. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was just interesting that he just was. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, he was like, "I'm not going to fight you," but he's, you know, he's throwing bodies around. Um, like, yeah. yeah. Interesting. And then yeah, Darren Carter has the one that shoots it, and it's like, okay. So I don't know. Very interesting. Uh, they were trying to allude with Sharon Carter being like that bad person too by like saying like, "I took care of the other guy," and like, "How'd you do that?" Mercury poison, like, it's like she melted that dude's face. That's that was, right. <laughs> I was I was taken aback by that Wait, because yeah. I I kind of had to rewind it. I'm like, did did this bitch just melt that dude's face off? No, 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 no. She, no, she she didn't do that. The face. Think about the internal damage because he was breathing that in. His <laughs> yeah, like, melted. Oh my god! I'm I want to imagine. I'm surprised that they were in like. Sharon, you're being sus. Like, I'm surprised that, like, no one was like, yo, like, right? you did what? Oh, I mean, it, it was, it was taken, it took me aback, because, like, even, even Sam over the intercom was like, oh, how'd you do that? And she's like, oh, yeah, mercury vapor. And I'm like, wait, wouldn't Sam have asked right after the, like, wait, mercury vapor? Yeah, right. Like, what huh? did you just do to him? But This might be, again, dialogue changing. You're though. right. In right. this, because all of this you didn't see per se people saying like on uh, like um yeah because when he said that i think he was flying right so it's just he like flying right it's possible again someone should just dialogue mixed into trying to make things work right because uh, i mean cause I'm yeah sure you were probably think? covering loose ends like he probably recognized her and, and she was like trying to cover those those loose ends and then same thing with her killing off carly is like okay carly knows that she's a power broker She's going to try to kill Carly so that way that Carly doesn't reveal her secret as being the power broker. Same thing That's with very the true. Leaper. So, I mean, it's, I understand we're all kind of very confused as to like this really quick turn because we, we all kind of recognize Sharon Carter as like 
oh, that's like Peggy's niece, you know? Like <laughs> That's how I've always her. seen her. You know? Yeah. And then like for her to that's have- That's the girl Captain America made out with. Yeah. We're not gonna talk <laughs> oh, about. that's right. <laughs> Steve did do that. With his own niece. Um, but <laughs> I think it's like, it's really interesting that like they went and did like a complete 180 for her without giving her too much like information or giving like too much of a backstory on her. Like even when she was in Madripoor and she had like all this like random art and stuff, they weren't really questioning too much of that. They're like, how'd you get this stuff? And she's like, I'm good at what I do. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's like, we'll <laughs> accept it. Yeah. Moving on. Girl, white girl. <laughs> like, you know, like it was just really crazy like that they were able to like kind of just push some of that stuff to the side. And then like on top of Sam being like, don't worry, I'm going to get you back into the States. I'm going to get you back into the States. Like I got you. And you know, like, you didn't even better out, you know, like five years have gone by. Five years is a long time and people can change in five years, especially like after like how dirty the government did to her. Like she can hold on to a lot of remorse. She can hold on to like a lot of like anger and for her to just be like, yeah, no, everything's cool. Like I haven't seen my dad, whatever, but like, you know, come on, like bring me back into the States. And they're like, yeah, you're right. Let's bring you back, you know? Um, But I did want to touch on one more thing um with uh what's his name the u.s agent um when he had his like turning moment he looked at the badge that he put in his shield and in that turning moment he was kind of like looking at okay what would you know battlestar do you know what would lamar do in this situation and i think that's kind of his pivot into like thinking like oh i gotta get out of this like mindset of like being a revenger or an avenger like I have to go and try to like make better decisions, be the hero that like I'm supposed to be because this is what my buddy would have wanted me to be. And I think that was kind of what they were trying to allude at, but I think it, it just wasn't fully fleshed out too well. And they could have easily done a little bit more of that backstory. Um, and it would have been good to see a little bit more of that with some of these other characters, like with Carly having to go through like a debate in her mind of whether she should kill Sam or not, or kill Car- or kill um, Agent Carter or not. Like, it was, we didn't really get too much of that internal debate with some of these quote unquote villains. Um, we, I sort of saw it with um, John, not Carter, that's a different story. John Walker. Um, right. <laughs> John- we a little bit of, of John Carter. Um, I said it again, John Walker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> having like that like little internal struggle, but we didn't really see too much of that with Carly. We didn't see too much of that with Sharon, you know, like she's now back in the United States somehow with her mystique mask. And then Sam, um, Sam got her that pardon. Yeah. And well, I think he got her that pardon after, you know, and so right, right. she's back. She's, you know, wanting to cover up any loose ends, but I think there was just so much hype on this power broker character. And then it just ended up being, Sharon and nothing against Sharon. It was just <laughs> it was Sharon. Sharon. I know I'm gonna use her her white woman <laughs> name like Sharon. That's it. Um, but like we really didn't get too much of of like this menacing power broker type of person. And so um, I wish we we would have seen a little bit more of that backstory. It's also interesting because she's part of the Marvel Legends that's on disney plus you know like they do like a little seven minute recap on on some of these heroes before a tv show pops out and it was it first started off with like bucky and falcon and then zemo popped in there and then sharon carter popped in there and i'm like she's a legend okay 
So, um, so what are those? Because I've been meaning to like actually watch them. Are they like recaps of yeah, the characters? They're, they're literally just recaps of all their highlight moments and like anytime they were on screen, they put them all together in a really cool kind of way. Um, Sharon's was like, out of everybody else, was was like seven minutes long. Hers was four, four minutes oh, long. So like, Christ. you didn't really have too much, you know, right. background. And I think it was them trying to set up that she was going to be this huge character. But really, she was in it for like, what, two episodes, three episodes? And like, wow, yeah, she just popped in just a little bit. So um, it's very interesting that Tangelo brought up that information of like, it, this was supposed to be a completely different plot line and they had to reconstruct a lot of the storyline and it's like now making a hundred percent more sense to me as to like trying to understand why they made certain decisions that kind of goes back to what i was saying of and i don't mean to cut you off i just i think they're holding on to stuff for the next installment yeah so i'll just say that real quick and uh they probably i don't i think it's already filmed but uh with, uh, you know, they released a trailer of Shang-Chi, right? In this, uh, yep. in the Ten Rings. Hyped. And uh, I think in the tra- one of the trailer analysis videos, um, the, he, they're going to be a magic war at one point, I think, in that movie. Um, so maybe it's possible we're going to see something uh, about Power Broker or more stuff of that plot line um, as it connects to that world. Because, yeah, like, uh, I think in the trailer you can see, like, in the fight ring, if you look to the side, the symbol of magic war is, like, on the wall. And so um, it's quite possible that, you know, either again, I, I don't know how the filming all works for everything, but maybe they're going to maybe put a post-credit scene, right, in that thing that has to do with all, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it, it's again really interesting in the sense of how um, something that was said too is that like it, it, it's interesting to think about how they really hyped, hyped up this power broker thing. Like it's almost in some way like, you know, it was like felt like the silly idea to like just make it Sharon Carter because again, like how, like, that just you know they they it's just weird in some way but then I mean, yeah. i'm sure it could have been a really cool idea but yeah. like, like i said it just wasn't flushed out all the way you know like we we weren't able to see too too much of it and i wonder if because of all of the filming schedules and everything that's going on around the world with covid and everything if Ma- maybe madripoor or power broker was supposed to be mentioned in black widow because there's been a couple of of cross ties with some of these stories um, I think someone said in the previous podcast episode, if you haven't listened, listen to it now. Um, Please. <laughs> in, uh, in the previous podcast episode, someone was saying that um, Dreyfus was supposed to be in Black Widow and she was supposed to have like a little bit of a bigger name in that. And so I wonder if there's like a couple of other scenes. And I still can't remember what scene it was in uh, WandaVision, but I was thinking to myself like, oh, wow, this is definitely something that should have been in Black Widow. So... I wonder if we're kind of missing some of these pieces and um, Marvel is just trying their best to kind of like keep it there, but not really keep it there um, because Marvel's very talented in cross-platforming a lot of things, like putting things in, in different movies and putting them all over the place. Yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm not as familiar, so this is very rudimentary information, but I think Sharon and Val are connected through it was like some kind of secret shield org like the femme fatale because val technically has a connection to fury as well they had like a little soiree and she eventually becomes i think madame hydra like that's one of her plot lines so i'm wondering if that's all the way they're trying to make all this work (laughs) 
trying to connect all the dots yeah. and we're gonna come back to hail hydra all over again i, I mean, mean she she got to connect now uh, she it's, does it's yeah Sharon. right and you know like low-key this is kind of like mimicking what's going on in the world or at least in the states because like we see how one certain group was what we thought to be exterminated um and because of political events that have been happening things have been resurging and so i wonder if it's trying to kind of do a little tie-in with what's going on socially and politically in the states right now and i'm trying to be very ambiguous <laughs> so that way <laughs> i think I we all know <laughs> okay thank you what's been going on i don't know um, Shut up, right? It involves wizards that can't do magic, and um, like Gandalf, you know, from 1937's The Hobbit. Right. Um, right. Which Bucky knows about. Actually, let's do a quick transition to Bucky. Bucky. Um, Lord, we haven't talked about Bucky this entire. How can we not talk about Bucky? Well, there's a couple reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know why? Oh. Um, Come on. But uh, yeah, so going going with Bucky, uh, I mean, honestly, I, I don't even remember how we start off with him in this episode, uh, but the main one that I remember that stuck out to me, and it, it's obviously for negative reasons, uh, it's that phone call that he's having with um, Carly, and it's like, you know, that, that little distraction phone call that where she's basically telling him, uh, oh, Bucky, you gotta fight for something bigger than yourself. And I mean, it just came up as ironic because, I, like, was uh, was Carly snapped away? Uh, is that confirmed? Was she part of the blip or she was no, not? No, she was not part of the no. blip. She was no. okay. Yeah, that was that okay. Was the entire story that she was okay. left behind. And yeah, she right. saw everything. Now they want to kick them out. Yeah. She saw everything. So I would cool. imagine, like, would you not know that Bucky was on the front lines fighting for something bigger than himself against? Thanos and the rest of them. I mean, it was a distraction. You're right. It, it was just your local schoolyard uh, tussle <laughs> in the backyard. You're right. Now, dude, Bucky. there were no camera filming. There's no proof. I'm, you I, know what? That would have been a perfect quip for like Bucky to like just go off, go off on her for like two seconds saying like, do you not know what we did like two years ago? And then, and then she just hangs up and just leaves them at that. I don't know. I felt like kind of like going back with what we've been saying this entire time maybe that was another victim of the uh you know you know the coven and the production of this series maybe these were lines that were not being said originally maybe lines were mixed around or taken out but uh that's how that's the first scene i remember with bucky i don't know if there was anything else where we got him when aside from his introduction with sharon you know with the whole mystique thing she kind of like unveils herself like in front of a couple people where it's like don't you think some people would see that <laughs> but um what did you guys think about bucky and i i guess the big thing towards the end is his moment with yuri but like what about before that did you guys think that we got a good payoff with bucky and his relationship with sam and uh also with john that kind of just went under the radar they're kind of like buddy buddy now <laughs> um i thought I they thought had good oh, oh, you can go ahead, right. um i thought go, they had good... i'm going don't rush me <laughs> um 
I I thought Bucky had um great character development. They made him a lot stronger in the finale than the other episodes. I'll just point that out. Yeah, he was getting his ass handed to him a lot, which I mean, yeah, it was like, it was by capable people, you know, like the 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 Wakandan warriors. I felt like they could probably whoop Bucky's ass a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, like this episode, he was just fighting everybody, like just punching everybody. I, I like his character development. I think, I think there, you you learn a little bit more about him. He shows depth in through these series. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen next though, because I feel like. Well, what... he crossed all the names off his list. Yeah, but like, I, I don't really know. His character kind of seems redundant to me. Like, he's done everything his character is supposed to do. Well, now what? Yeah, I think I I know what you're talking about because even though it was Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I didn't get too much of the Winter Soldier in this. And even though, like, yeah, he had some of his moments and some of his things that he had to work out on his own, I still felt like he really wasn't that main of a character he was kind of like a side character for some some of the scenes you know um and especially this last episode this last episode um but he came in i don't know if you guys were were talking about him like them saying like welcome sergeant barnes and like them giving him so much cred but um it was just really i don't know just something didn't feel right about that pacing of bucky and then like on top of it all like he just wasn't highlighted as much um and i get it because like the main focus is you know sam being captain america but i just really didn't get too much of bucky and i don't i still don't know what's going to happen with bucky or what his my my question is where was bucky supposed to like because episode five to me was his like the near the end and his um him being right at zemo uh, with the gun and holding the bullets that was his moment and then the only thing that was left after that in my opinion which made it tough for him in this episode was to admit that he had murdered um murdered that uh can't think of his name yuri um but yuri's, yuri's son yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yuri's son that was that was it because you couldn't really close up any of the other things he was struggling with i don't think so not right with that. that's a tough thing about this runtime this is a 40 minute episode with a lot of problems still left on the table. Right. And his therapist kind of like, she was there for two episodes and then completely disappeared. I well, she was there to say, y'all need to work together. And right. <laughs> right. That's, yeah, that was honestly her entire purpose in this mess. I also, I mean, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was going to say really quick, um, for that last scene in uh, episode five, when he kind of like made his peace with Zemo, um, it's very interesting that they said like, oh, we're going to send you over to the raft because yes, the raft is like a, a high, you know, facility for like prisoners and stuff like that. But there is um, something that I learned about at a young age that there was a tribe that what they would do is whenever someone would go into um, kind of like trial or court for murdering someone, they would put them on a raft and they would sink the raft and the family that the person killed had to go and make the decision on whether to save the person who died or save the person who murdered the family member or let them drown and have you know vengeance and so from remembering that like little story tell and then like them mentioning the raft and giving him like that forgiveness it was it was very interesting to me that they use it i don't know if they they thought that deep into it or if they're just like oh no the raft is from the comic books but um to me it was kind of uh interesting to see 
that little aspect of it. Sorry for my little tangent. Go ahead, continue. Toasty, do you have something to say? Uh, yeah, and I was just trying to think of what he just said. I was thinking that was really cool. <laughs> I didn't know that story. Um, no, what I was going to say for Bucky uh, initially is I did not like his character whatsoever uh, toward the second half just because of how badly it was designed. But then again, we have come, there's no point complaining or talking about this anymore because we have come to a decision and I think we all can agree. The reason why this episode sucked is because there was not enough time to develop the characters. Everything was rushed. Every issue that we had so far in the last hour has always come back to the same thing. The story was rushed. Character from went from A to B, or from went to A to C, and we never saw them cross B. And sadly speaking, we see it again with Bucky's story. In the first episode, they showed him with the bartender and his, I guess, his neighbor, and they disappeared until the last two minutes. We didn't even get to see the talk that they had when he mentioned that he killed the guy's son. There was no emotional moment right there. We got all. we got like a brief snippet of like yeah, his was, explanation, it, yeah, and his explanation was, was garbage. Like yeah, it was two seconds. Oh, I, like there was no talking. It may seem that the guy was close enough to him that he could have sat down and explained everything to the guy. They didn't even yeah, bother doing word for that. word, beat for yeah. beat. Tell him, tell him exactly tell, tell why. Him. But it, it, instead of that, he said, "Well, let me what, let me challenge you. Let me challenge you, though. If he's over-explaining it, doesn't that defeat the purpose of him letting go and having that that actual minutes of the of of what really happened? Like, I, I don't think like, it was executed I'm, perfectly. But if he sat down and spoke about, oh, I was controlled and yada 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 and stuff like that, and we walked through that whole dialogue, I think it would kind of downplay." exactly what he's trying to do because at that point he's trying to he's trying to also absolve some responsibility from it and he yeah, had been holding the responsibility the whole time of it so at that point it wasn't about him appeasing himself it was about him making sure that the person that he affected um knew about it oh yeah but and i agree with that um they could have done maybe they didn't need to include that part but even then I feel like that moment could have lasted longer. We could have seen a stronger bond because they may have seen at the beginning of the show that they were really good friends. There was yeah. a really good relationship. And it was just like, I killed your son. I had to do it. Next scene, he's walking out the door and then he's randomly staring at them at the window of the bar. I think the girl sees him, but she pretend not to see him. I don't know what that scene was all about because she kind of looked in the direction of the camera, which I guess is from his point of view. But I don't know. I feel like they could have built up those characters more. I feel like they were there just so they can say, oh, look, we had those two characters there. And they fill their quota and then move on. That That's the I mean, that I... There was no devel development with those. Like, there was nothing with them. If, if their character were not in the show, I don't think it would have added anything to the season finale. Because Loki, I forgot about them until this episode. Now I was talking to myself. Wait, what happened to the Asian girl whose name I still don't remember and his neighbor and the son stuff? Well, I mean, I, I, would, I would think that's kind of the point. Do we really care about character development for these two characters? They're not. I, I don't think they're going to show up again. Oh, oh, I don't know, because I assume they were maybe something from the comic. And that's what's coming from somebody that's not reading the comic. I just no, I mean, I'm not I'm it. not talking about the comics. Like, I don't think they're going to show oh, up again. Oh, yeah. Like I I don't know like what do we even care if we flush out these characters? And that's the thing we don't care because 
we never got a chance to even meet or discuss those characters. Even when they had that little one-on-one -on -one date at the beginning, it wasn't even a date. It was like interrogation. It, like the conversation was not smooth. There yeah, was she, no she was asking us some really personal questions. Yeah, and that I don't remember date. the. Yeah, I don't remember the question she asked, but I remember I talked to you, uh, Doctor Ace, after that, and we were saying, "Dude, what kind of question are those?" I would have walked out too. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, it's not even what's your favorite color. No, like, tell me when did your mom die? What? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, I don't know. Like, I feel like we we don't care about this character because we were not given a chance to like those characters. And if we did not, if we were not given a reason to like this character, I don't understand why they were in the show in the first place. They should have just been removed. That entire thing that they were in the first episode, which I like because I like Bucky's interaction and trying to be normal with other people, all of that was made useless by the end. And if we don't see them, I don't blame them. If we don't see them anymore, I don't blame that they're gone. I don't care. But then again, I'm always going to wonder what could have been. But again, why does somebody else thinking about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess with the scene, like, my my expectation was kind of like 50-50. I honestly thought there was going to be, like, an emotional breakdown with Yuri when he gets the reveal. I mean, it's this guy that you've been talking to for, I don't even know how long Bucky's known him. I want to say, like, a couple months, maybe to a couple years, maybe. And this is a guy that he drinks sake with like practically every day, every other day, every weekend, whatever. And in the back of Bucky's head, Bucky knows he killed his his son. And Bucky sees that little memorial that he has in his apartment and it's eating away at him. I, I remember when we first saw the first episode, we were even talking about it. We were saying that this scene is really emotional you know i i i i do not envy bucky's situation and having to reveal to him yuri at some point that he's the one that killed his son and we knew that was going to happen at some point i'm surprised they saved it for the big finale without mentioning those two characters yuri and the the the, the bartender girl throughout the entire series and then we get back to, you know, Bucky with Yuri at the end, and he kind of just cuts straight to the chase. He said, your son was killed by the Winter Soldier, and I am the Winter Soldier. And he's like, oh, why'd you kill him? And he said, because I had to. And, and then he just walks away. I don't know. I would feel like if he wanted to give Yuri closure... I'm not expecting him to go down like the entire list like, oh, well, I was the Winter Soldier in 1937. And then, uh, you know, I went to a war with uh, Thanos and fought the, you know, like I wasn't expecting him to give his entire life story. I just felt like he could have maybe given Yuri a more, a more uh, definitive explanation as to how or why he killed him and like what were his struggles trying to tell him, you know, I am the person that killed your son, but please understand uh, this is why it took so long. I don't know. Maybe that wasn't the point of the scene. Maybe you were just supposed to acknowledge, okay, Bucky came to closure with himself. He gave Yuri closure. Yuri knows that his son's dead and, and that's it. But I don't know. I guess my expectations were in the wrong place with Bucky and Yuri. And that's why after that scene, I'm like, oh, well... I guess we're left with that. All right, Bucky. Guess we're we're moving on from there. Yeah, I just want to point. I think two things about this whole thing is <clears throat> first with uh, you know as again we all agreed the, the rushness is, and yeah I think that this is a struggle is just like you know the the, the idea 
but it's hard because this is a comic book series slash like this is very like you know very fictional but the idea is like oh didn't seem realistic to human behavior it's like you know it would that conversation have played out that way you know where it's like three things because you know like hypothetically think you know in the sense of like when he leaves right it says this like did, did yuri just say okay bye like you know what i'm saying like there would have right. been more like uh i feel like any real human experience there would have been like a like anger frustration get out of my place right or like again like i don't i don't have any words for you then he's like okay i'm gonna leave you know what i'm saying there was no like realistic like him leaving it was just kind of like hey i've done this now this is over yeah. uh, and the second thing about um kind of the bookie thing is i find it interesting that you know because we're talking about wow he like really closed out all the plot points um i guess theoretically like you know we didn't get to see all the other amends he had to do that could have been saved for other things yeah. um, in some way because yeah you know, we just focus on one and then poof like out of nowhere she has the book and all of them are done like yeah. i'm sure that book was he had a lot of names with a lot of other because he was <laughs> on that one page but like he was a winter soldier for a while and i'm pretty sure like you know you could think that there would be more so i think if there's anything to not blame in the sense of the pacing because everything else almost in some way it's like it's really hard to like put it against them because of pacing this was like i wonder about that choice right i wonder if uh, there could have been more to play around with that idea with the book and making amends and what it means for, for like what what does forgiveness look like um and i think that's another thing too is I, you know when i when i was saying like and i i think there's almost a really cool i like almost symbolism what justice looks like in, in different frames um and i think yeah like you know the whole yuri and him thing it's like that could have been a really interesting frame of like again like he didn't you know get to do it but he still he you know he didn't have control but he still did it right and so what does justice look like for someone like that and what could forgiveness look like or non-forgiveness and how someone who has good reasons to feel like you know it's not their fault you know be okay with the fact of like yeah like you know i did these action all this stuff like i think yeah there could have been some more um and it's not just because of pacing i think yeah maybe some choices could have been different maybe well we've talked about this and before and i think you know it's a lot of complex things they're trying to tackle and we talked about how we appreciate them trying to tackle it but the execution is not always there and I think this is another one of those instances where the execute, I, I, I felt, you know, and I'm gonna contradict myself a little bit. Uh, I don't think Bucky should have over-explained, but I was expecting some type of response. It didn't even have to be anger, but something to let us know, something okay, wrong. he's received, Yuri's received the information and he's working through it. This is his response to the information. And part of me even expected when Bucky's looking through the glass, which is a little random, but I get it. Um, Part of me expected something to happen out of that, too, other than Bucky just walking away. Like, at that point, I'm like, well, maybe this is the time where Yuri steps out and has a conversation or invite, even if it's unrealistic, invites Bucky in, right? right. To sit at least down. we know where he stands, right? Right, right. Yeah, so we know where he stands at with that. But And I think you guys were, like, on something with it being rushed because the vibe that I was getting out of it was, like, he had the conversation and then we didn't get to see the full conversation. And when he was standing there at the mirror or at the window and the lady saw him and the old man didn't like look at him. I was wondering if it was like one of those things where like it wasn't a pleasant conversation. He was probably like, I can't believe you killed my son. Get out. I don't ever want to see you again. And then like now Bucky has to like be able to live with that. The fact that like not everybody is going to forgive you, you know, like not everybody's going to just roll over and be like, oh, that was you that did that? Like, while you were in mind control? Like, okay, I guess it's not your fault. Like, 
you know, it's not that easy and that's right. not that human. Yeah. Like, Can I add that I don't like the fact that they marked all the names out of the book because part of my viewing of Bucky is that these problems are not done by the end of episode six. Like, even though he's, you know, had some big conversations and some some things that he's handled, he's still, and it even feels like it when he leaves, at least to me, or at least that's how I'm interpreting it, it's still, it's still not necessarily fixed. Right. It's just moving about it in a well, different way. I think they, they alluded to the book on a previous episode where they were saying, like, you know, like, something about, like, you don't need to look for forgiveness or something like you don't have to go and, and try to like make amends by like, you know, turning in everybody. You need to make amends in a different way. And I think um, in a way that's kind of like, even though he didn't get through all of the names in the book, I think it was more of like, I'm done, like trying to make amends for other people so that I can feel better. Like, yeah. I need to realize that this is part of my past and it's no longer going to be able to hold me to like where I am. I, that's the way that I interpreted it. Like, it, I don't think he literally went through every single name and tried to like make amends to with those things. I think it was more of like, I'm done with the book, as in like, I'm done. Like, I'm done trying to make Should sure. Should have just tossed the book. I think right. Been more, more <laughs> right. Just throw it in fire or throw it in sake, whatever. Like, you know, just like <laughs> get rid to be of. Fair, that could only be volume one. Maybe there's a couple more volume, <laughs> and he just has to go through those first. <laughs> he has a he yeah, has like three more books. Yeah, number one. <laughs> Oh, man. Dr. Reek, I actually want to chime it over to you since uh, you mentioned earlier that your uh, profession is therapy. I don't know if it's this exact therapy, but what what do you say in all of this with like Bucky's closure? And, you know, do, do you think that he moved on? Do you think we got enough? I don't know. Please tell us about your thoughts on the therapist as well, too. I would <laughs> yeah. Tell us this is you actually know, how it goes. You know, it's so fun. So I'm a, a counseling psychology doctoral candidate. Uh, so... Fingers crossed I'm done next year, so give me good vibes about that. But, so about the therapist first, most of it, uh, I think I was actually having conversations with folks in my program who are also Marvel fans. And we talked about like how we wish we could be, have the type of relationship where we can kind of joke around and push our clients as much as I saw in the, in what was within the TV show. Cause relationships aren't always like that. Um, Right. So I think that was really cool to see as far as like how comfortable they were. The rapport was there, like building that relationship where he could be challenged. Uh, there's some stuff that like we can't do ethically as far as like pulling Sam up into a therapy session without receiving Bucky's consent because <laughs> you also need paperwork. But, you know, it's fake. It's a TV show. So like right. I'm gonna let her slide on that. Uh, but I would be skewered in real life if I were to do that. But I think what I appreciated, I think I alluded to this a little earlier, was just I feel WandaVision and this show tackled trauma in very different ways, uh, but also like aspects of forgiveness. We saw at the end of WandaVision, the townspeople were like, yeah, nah, like we're not forgiving you. We're not interested in that. Like you ruined our lives. And we see some of uh, a different form of engaging with forgiveness in, in this show as well. So similar to what Darsh had shared, it's like, I think part of the journey is recognizing that you could do things that are attached to your trauma that explain it, but doesn't excuse it. And in talking with people through it, they're not always gonna forgive you and you'll, you have to sit with that discomfort knowing that. Uh, so I think that was something that was interesting, at least for me and watching Bucky's journey is that ultimately it wasn't, at least in my mind, if I was his therapist, it wasn't gonna be like, you need to go to all these people and absolutely get cons like this 
uh, forgiveness from them. It's just speaking with them, sharing what it is, you know, your perspective, your experience, but don't expect every single person to respond in the same way. Um, and having to sit with and live with that, and that's then we go process all that, but that's for right. another story, another session. But yeah, I think it's just, it's super interesting what WandaVision and uh, Falcon Winter Soldier did as far as just exploring these really, I like to call them the shadow parts that we oftentimes don't want to poke about ourselves that really hurt and that they're uncomfortable and they're messy and there's sometimes no resolution. I, I like that they really dug into some of that, maybe not in the perfect way, but it's an open door to the fact that these people have personhood and humanity outside of all these like superpowers and really grand right. things. So it was cool. Do you think that's maybe why they left the uh, the whole conversation with uh, Bucky and Yuri as ambiguous as they left it? Kind of like, you know, just maybe he didn't get the answer he wanted. Maybe he has to live with that the rest of his life. I mean, we don't know. Do you, do you think maybe that's why they, they went in that direction? It, that can certainly be. I, I think what's fun about it is that we all have these different ideas about how we would have wanted it to go. And I think that's life too. Is like, right. We sit with like things that are uncomfortable and that we're hurt by, other people are hurt by, and not all of us are gonna attack it in the same way. So I think we can, what's interesting about leaving it ambiguous is now we all have these ideas about what we would have wanted or what what potentially happened that we didn't see. Um, but I think it is realistic that it wouldn't have been a, a good reaction to find I'd out. imagine, right. <laughs> yeah. um, and that is something that ultimately I think if Bucky's going to continue to navigate his life is is recognizing that, yes, he wasn't at fault uh, because of the circumstances, but ultimately people are still going to position you in that way because right. you're tangible. You're I can see you and I can just place the blame on you. And that's what I'm going to do right. because I don't know what else to do with this hurt and grief, etc. So it, it was just real. It was a really interesting and nuanced uh, depiction i think uh, of just trauma similar to what wandavision did that was just really cool to watch right and i guess that's how we can relate it back to previous shows or show for now with uh wandavision um and i guess the remaining question is uh which we've all kind of talked about it where does that kind of leave bucky right now uh you know he crossed all the names off his list and we felt like he probably needed to address those issues a little bit more, uh, probably needed more screen time, but maybe that was a production issue that we keep alluding to uh, while the show was being filmed and produced. Um, so Bucky, I mean, who knows what he's going through right now? His therapy sessions seem to be over. So, or at least he, he, he signed in his, his book and he's done. He signed in his check. He's like, all right, I'm out. See ya. And, uh, yeah, so that's all we got for Bucky. Um, I'm so laughing, though, at the fact that, like, it's required by court that he goes to these therapy sessions, and then he's like, you know what? No, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that also wouldn't happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's fake. It's fake, okay? Yeah, they, I mean, they broke a lot of laws. They definitely went outside. She gets to keep her license. Of- Oh his God, his best so. friend his best friend is now the new Captain America. I think he could pull some strings and get get some court papers shuffled around and say, "All right, Bucky, you're good. I see you crossed out all your names. You get a pass from me." So I know we're about to go to Sam, but it's interesting. Sam talked about all these calls he was gonna make, and he couldn't make money calls at all in the beginning, um, until the very end when he donned the suit. Then he had some actual pull too. 
um, which I find interesting. I mean, the picture of that, but we haven't even talked. To, we haven't talked a lot about Sam at all. So uh, that's right. Sam's interesting. Sam, the, the main the main pool was Sam. Um, no, I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't know <laughs> how to. I don't know how to describe my thoughts on on Sam turning. First of all, I like his. I actually enjoyed watching Sam's story. I actually, did um, perfect or non perfect, better or worse. I, I I liked it. I connected with it. A lot of this is a dramatization. I like dram- dramatic. A lot of it's dramatic. The conversations are dramatic. Everything like that. So I expect that. But Sam made some decisions last. Well, this whole arc of his. Um, and this whole kind of responsibility and, and, and almost a burden that he felt of representing not only heroes but his own people, um, African Americans as well. And we kind of talked. We talked about it with Isaiah too. Of you know, you have somebody who went through something very terrible, but it was bigger than Isaiah. It was history being wiped away. It was African American history. And, and Sam, he has a lot of interesting lines. He has a line where he talked to Isaiah and he said, "We built this." We built this, so the history needs to to show that. Um, and so this transition of not wanting it because he almost feels like an imposter and almost feels like, you know, he is not meant for this. He can't be this because of who he is. Um, but then by the end of it, kind of donning it and empowering himself with the challenge of it. Um, and we can talk about the speech that he had as well on the news and everything like that, which was interesting. But I, I enjoyed it. For better or worse, I enjoyed his, his growth and I enjoyed where he ended up. And I also, also enjoyed him not fighting Carly at the end, too, because I think it kind of that was the icing on the cake of where his character was at and where right. his morals really lied at on what he was trying to do. He was really trying to save and redeem Carly because he and he mentioned it and he said he. He's not labeling people as, as as something due to situation. He's not labeling terrorists. He's not labeling. He's not putting labels on anybody. It's 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 not about that. It's to him. It's it's different perspectives, different cultures, different situations happening. So he's kind of thinking like, oh, I hate this. I, I don't like to say it because I mean, he brings like, it up in his speech too. Yeah, but he's kind of like it's what it's kind of what Cap would do. That's kind of how they crafted the original Cap. You know. Chris Evans, Captain America. Right. Who was blonde hair, you know, blue eye Captain America. So I've, I've never been the biggest fan. But he does represent the the gray and the, into looking into more than just what one side thinks of, of, of morals and things. So uh, I just want to uh, highlight that um, I thought with. Oh, where was I going with this? Oh, no. All right. I'm going to have to pause, actually. I'm going to have to. Turn, go on mute and then try and write it down. No problem. I got you. I'll cover you for this Recollect part. yourself. Um, I think that um, Sam's story was definitely kind of like the main focal point in all of this uh, this uh, this series, you know. And so, um, with Falcon kind of transitioning to Captain America, also I do want to notate that that one line in that scene where they're like, "Yo, that's Black Falcon," and the other guy's like, "Nah." <laughs> That's Captain America. Like I'm like mm, a little cringe, but that's yeah, easy. Thank you, thank they, you. They got a couple of those <laughs> moments throughout you. the whole. Yeah, I thought I was gonna be the only that. one, the like camp, bro. The black this line from back in uh, when they first hit Madripoor. The which line? The one where Zemo calls him like a black, where he's like I look like a black pimp. Oh yeah, the black pimp as, as another yeah. black man. But we won't. <laughs> I ain't going back to that. Yeah, 
but like <laughs> i think sam like his storyline was very um it was it was awesome i was so happy to see it all i don't know how everybody else felt about the speech i love the speech i thought the speech was great i was you know clapping at a, a lot of those points because he brought up a lot of really great points especially when he was saying like so these people that like you think that you're trying to help are they in the room with you? Are they there? Like, are you getting, are, is it for their benefit or is it for the other people that are in the room with you's benefit, you know? So that speech was awesome. Um, I think there was some symbolism too that was with the red and blue flashing lights all around him. Like there was, there, that whole scene I thought was very well done. And I, the, where is it on? Okay, um, the word, I was like, what was the phrase, or what was I wanting to talk about? It's the, okay, I think the funny idea, in my head, I was like, okay, I think this is a good way to phrase it, like how, you know, we talk all the time with media, how like, oh, allow some people to live these power fantasies, right? Like when you talk about like, uh, you know, certain like action flicks or all this stuff, like the idea of like how we enjoy this when we put ourselves in situations. And I feel like I was like, wow, this is the first time I've ever got to live with that power fantasy of telling someone who tells me like, oh, you just don't understand how complicated it is. Like, how wonderful, because it's, like, so many times, like, those things that, like, you know, was said to him, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> and it's like, oh, now something's being done. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, it's just kind of funny to be able to go, like, wow, like, you know, one piece of media that, like, kind of does this whole, like, uh, um, you know, show, showcases the whole, like, you know, someone, someone that is told that they don't understand, but they actually kind of have new power somewhere. Um, but then it's like, no. Like, let me reframe it for you. Like, you're right. Maybe I don't understand, but I need you to just like pause and just think about the human lives you're working with. Like, I know it's complicated for you too, but at the end of the day, like, come on, we can do better. Like, oh, what a nice I, moment. I 100% agree because like, I feel like that's like what, mo like most of the conversations that I have with like things that are happening around, like in now times, like during society times, I'm like, are you guys not understanding that these are like human lives? Like, I know you have your agenda that's going on, but like, human lives are at stake for a lot of these, you know, concerns that are popping up. And I'm not going to go into all of like the political concerns that are popping up, but like, what Sam was saying is what I was feeling, and I think that that was really key to you know his character development. And it's awesome that like he's on camera and he starts off as Captain America, and like that is like the speech that he's giving. You know, that's like his representation and I think it was also great to see that like a lot of people were watching it and they were like you know that is what that is someone I can be behind you know that is someone I can agree with also like that they rebuttaled and they tried to actually argue his point down right um, and, he re and he gave a response to that as well I, I, I enjoyed yeah I enjoyed that conversation too because it wasn't just him talking to them okay oh well, you just told him off and that's it well they were right. like what, what would you do if this was going on yada yada and, um, and then he told him off some more. But, yeah, yeah, but what was cool is like their rebuttal wasn't like an attack. It was like very calm. Like, well, this is what we're we're talking. This is what we're well, dealing. I think it was like frustration, desperation. What do we do? It's so complex. How do we handle it? We have to think bigger than individual, right? That's where they That's where it seemed like their minds is at. And that's that's where that speech of bringing them back down, bringing them back down to earth, and saying, okay, well, you obviously are not living these experiences. You obviously don't represent it, the people in the room, like you don't have people around you or you're not living it. So you, you're not understanding the complexity, the complexity of the personal experience of what's going on. So it's like both levels. It's like local, it's like starting local versus like up high having a conversation. 
Yeah, Jalen, you're in a public administration program, so I'm sure that, like, this is really, uh, you know, kind of getting a lot of, like, gears turning about, like, uh, democracy slash, like, you know, what is it like, uh, you know, the different uh, levels of governance slash, like, uh, people interactions. I, that was on my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is a, yeah. you know, I want to talk to my professors about this, like, if I could, like, you know, what, what would your response be, you know, like, all this stuff? I mean, it's a hypothetical, but still. No, that's a, that's how it was going through my mind, too. And even if you don't have a public administration, look at it. If you just have a, if you just have a, you know, of wanting to look at people's perspectives and helping the individual and not a mindset of, of people as numbers um, and just human rights, I think I think it gets your ear, too, as well. So it's a lot of interesting conversations that can come out of it. That's why I say that at least they try. They don't execute everything well. But we are sitting here diving into what connects to what and how it does kind of like with what erica said as well like we're having discussions about how different stuff is going on and that's the start the discussion and it's what we do after we have the discussion and how we educate ourselves that, that, that yeah, i think there's something to be said about how like yeah like as a piece of media like you know marvel being a platform right in some way these this is that you know when people talk about well use your privilege to do something good all, you know, all this stuff like well all these people like that made this were like yeah like we're going to you know create a show that's going to hopefully send a message that a lot of people are going to watch like you know marvel fandom is a big fandom and so whether whether you like it or not now this exists in the universe they've now allowed these problems to exist in the universe right because theoretically before they you know black panther starred like well yeah they really like were like hey let's talk about this right um but now i think this one like you know with, with black panther i think the critique of what people talked about is like, okay like well you know it's unreal you know this is a fictional fantasy that we're now putting into the world about black folk well now like okay here you go like this is like relatively real real now versus like wakanda being like you know this technological like amazement no go ahead like let's put ourselves now in the american context of how to deal and talk about race and color and you know inequality and stuff like that and so yeah it's interesting now that they in some way um oh even, okay so they so put entered the universe and i remember i watched an interview with uh, kevin feige and some of the showrunners and um there was a conversation about how um, when they were discussing, I think the stuff about um, like the, you know, the the bank discrimination, um, they had to have a they had to like they, like they met with like they there was a moment where the current the showrunners this show were like hey like, by the way like do we know is, is it in the like the universe of how much they get paid and there was like oh my god like yeah we need to figure this out and so they had to <laughs> like you know all meet together and like kind of storyboard like the whole you know like wait a second like how are we conceptualizing and putting into this universe um this and i think what's cool again like i said is because of the show they had to again write in in some way inequality but it's in some in some ways like again like cinematic universes don't really do that right like you know we just live in these fantasies and, and so yeah i'm really amazed in the sense of just like how now we you know have built more of in some way the cinematic universe to have these conversations and i hopefully they'll create co more conversations the benefit with these two series, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, or I guess Captain America and Winter Soldier now, uh, is that it, it kind of ties us back into reality. You know, we're used to the grandiose story of like good versus evil, military factions fighting against each other. But now it's feeling more like a universe, a cinematic universe. You have real people with real world problems and they're being addressed in these shows. And I think I think that's the best part about 
shows like this, you get that, which you couldn't really get those in two-hour movies in the theaters because people aren't going to, you know, watch movies for that, at least Marvel movies uh, going in there. They want to see their action. They want to see, you know, the big bombastic battles and, you know, some character development moments with the main characters, but not really the side ones. Um, you guys probably cannot see this, our listeners, but we have... Uh, fellow yonko grandmaster who bumbling in <laughs> uh late into the episode uh grandmaster who you have uh any i i guess we're kind of like towards the final thoughts of uh the sh- the the whole finale of winter soldier and everything with the series what do you have to say about this um hi everyone <laughs> glad to be here um preoccupied out of town right now uh living enough glad to be here though um yeah just you know as a whole uh as you said dr jace i feel this series does a very great job and yeah keeping it grounded in reality and taking this universe of heroes and characters and villains and just making it so real world to where every single aspect of this finale really rang true as far as in the eyes of you know what's going on in the real world so i really appreciate how this show tackles these issues and i'm not gonna lie i'm not i'm not i don't even know if y'all tear if y'all talked about this yet but i teared up when they did the whole isaiah and his monument we did oh you're an hour too late my man i was literally in tears um well, listen, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up because uh, I got some people trying it's a to... Uh, it's a holiday. I got some people trying to uh, impose right now. So <laughs> let me... Oh, we hear them. Yes. No. Sorry. Can we say hi or is that no? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Talk to y'all later. Bye. Uh, listen, I'm going to wrap it up like this. Sam and his position as the new Captain America, very well deserved. Uh, Isaiah Bradley being unburied and his story being told, very well deserved. Bucky coming out of his, you know, state of, uh, you know, this rehabilitation for his character. Very well deserved. Are you talking about the show and, on Disney Plus? Yes, this is Falcon. It's really good. I watched it. Yes, thank so you. So she could be featured on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started on okay. uh, The professionalism is Supernovas. All this late in the game. New ones. So many supernovas. <laughs> we got two. We don't got enough chairs here at this, this table. Is this Xenon? It's a bunch of supernova oh girls. This, I'm going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up. Uh, I'm gonna wrap it up. Uh, Hi, Jalen. Hi, AJ. Okay. Um, <laughs> Hello. All I know is Rosencrafter. We don't know what Jalen. There are fuckingness parts to the finale, but goodness gracious, Sam in that costume is the moment we all been waiting for. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that, Dr. Jace. Before yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 All right, I'm out of here. Bye. That was fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop coming in with his final thoughts on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I guess we can, for the most part, wrap up uh, what we have to say overall on what we thought of the series as in, in general, because um, we pretty much covered everything. Uh, do, do any of you guys have final thoughts on the series as a whole? How do you think this might tie into... Um, I guess Captain America 4, which we they basically announced it today that the showrunners that did Falcon and Winter Soldier 
they're going to be doing uh, a sequel to, I guess, Civil War, so Captain America 4. Um, they have nothing in terms of, like, title cards or who's going to star in it, but, I mean, it's kind of obvious, you know, Sam's going to be in it. We're definitely going to see Bucky in it. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, any any thoughts, any closing thoughts on, on any of that? I think it, I think it was really good. Um, I really enjoyed the first, you know, couple of episodes. I loved the way that it was kind of mimicking and, and reflecting a lot of things that were going on in society um and kind of diving deeper into like emotional issues and um different human issues as well but i would rather see more stuff fleshed out in the captain america 4 movie um like we like we, we've been talking about this whole episode um there's just been a lot of mixes and like a lot of things that we've like kind of missed out on and um I think that's probably why they're giving like the showrunners like, hey, you know what? Like, I know we had to jip you guys on four episodes, but we'll give you like a movie to kind of like make this thing work, you know? Um, but I think from the first five episodes that I saw, like, I they were really great. I thought it was a great plot and story. We missed out on a little bit on this season finale, but um, I think the whole series in itself was pretty good. With uh, with what um, you know, my, with what Jalen has said, I think in the sense of just you know, it's a good perspective to have. It's like, you know, it wasn't perfect execution, but at the same time, it's kind of like you know, I'll take it. You know, I'm really, uh, you know, we kind of talked through it, and I think part of me was really thankful that this conversation could allow because I kind of left watching it being like. I feel weird about that. I'm like, eh. you know, because of everything we talked about, the mixed stuff. But then after talking aloud and being like, well, yeah, like you know, there is a lot of rush stuff, and then. You know, some of the stuff too, you know, part of me now is like thinking through like, well, I guess in some way the book, you know, him leaving the book is in some way like actually, yeah, maybe, you know, that's one way to do it. Um, you know, I feel like this this conversation talking a lot of process with, you know, with friends is like, okay, like kind of get me some closure in the things I'm like, eh, about. Um, so yeah, generally overall good. And I think, yeah, Marvel is moving in a really cool direction with everything they're doing. Oh, I think uh, something I was thinking about earlier when we are talking about movies versus TV shows, I wonder if, uh, you know, I'm going to say this and it'd be really funny in the future if we ever get back on together um, to follow up on this question of, I wonder if we're going to get like a t uh, Marvel show to Marvel movie like Whiplash. Because it's like, you know, different uh, vibes. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, you know, we're having this like TV show that's like very human and stuff. And then we're going to like, we're going to watch Black Widow soon, right? And so like, is it going to be right. like, you know, we had WandaVision to this, to then Loki, maybe even talking about Loki's relationship to the world and stuff like that. Because there's a lot of talk about there and his like, you know, his kind of understanding of things. And then poof, Black Widow. You know, like, I just wonder <laughs> if it's going to be like, kind of like a jarring, like little, like, this is Marvel movies now. Um, so yeah, looking forward to, you know, the future and uh, again, all the other shows that they're doing because they're two for two right now for me nice nice i mean yeah i guess i guess that is the worry uh as you were saying with marvel whiplash i mean we, we have black widow in a couple months loki right around the corner we got shang chi <laughs> right soon after uh i mean we have a lot but i i think they're paced far enough between each other that i mean because like we're basically we're basically gonna have like what uh, loki doesn't come out till june we're gonna have at least like it's already April, like a month to, to two months almost to like really sit on this and absorb everything that we basically talked about with Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I, I, I think that's at least good. I think Disney kind of sees that, okay, we don't want to oversaturate everyone with all these Marvel shows and movies all coming out like back to back to back. So because I think with WandaVision, we, we had like two weeks. We had two weeks. WandaVision finale came in two weeks later. Bam, Falcon and Winter Soldier. All right 
Gotta gotta get on that ball. Um, like, oh, I don't ahead. mind the back and forth. I just, I mean the whiplash in the sense of thematically, right? Like, you know, we've been talking about, like, hum humanity of people. Right, and, okay, and, like, okay, I want to get back to these, like, movies that almost in some way are going to be just, it's going to be a different vibe. Right. And so I wonder which is what that's going to be like to transition from, like, watching three shows to then going into the the movie tone, right? Because, again, like, kind of what we've alluded to earlier was, like, yeah, the movies have almost a different way of, like, showing right. people and characters. Um, so it's like, yeah, three, three, I'm, I am already assuming, but Loki's probably gonna be great, right? And then we're gonna have Black Widow. <laughs> it's like, oh, or I guess Black right. Widow and Loki, we'll see, yeah. Right, I, th I think Black Widow, actually, yeah. I, I know they come out the same month. I'm not sure which one comes out first. No, I know Loki's June 11. July. I think Black Widow comes out in July. Oh, in July. Oh, okay. Never mind then, huh? Well, what about you, Darce? Any any closing thoughts on all of this? Those are some good thoughts, Darce. I like. <laughs> I could go while he figures his <laughs> go, stuff out. Go ahead, <laughs> Doctor Rico. What do you, what do you think about um, all of this? Yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like Marvel, the Infinity Wars established like the the fact that it's a force and now they're starting to experiment more right. um, with the shows, with the upcoming movies being maybe lesser known characters, at least to the general public. So I could just say I'm excited. I think I like experimentation. I like trying new things, even if they don't always work out and I look forward to that with like something as big as Marvel being able to do some of that. So, right, I I, I think that's the benefit of with uh, these shows that they're doing with Marvel because I mean people have always said Marvel at least before their TV shows before Endgame, uh, Marvel had like a winning formula, right? They kind of recycled the same story for the most part, same themes and the big bombastic battles. I feel like with these shows like WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. They're really trying to experiment and break out of that mold of repetitious storytelling that they themselves saw. And I like that about Falcon and Winter Soldier, regardless of what I thought of the finale. It, it still tackled the themes that I thought it needed to uh, in, in good ways as well. I'm, just because I, I, did, I was not a fan of the finale does not mean I'm going to take away what I already enjoyed from the first five episodes. So... I do like the experimentation Marvel's giving in on this. Uh, what about you, Rose? Yeah, I um, it was it was uh, another experience and a good one at that. I actually enjoyed it, and I know we kind of come in and like critique it very, very tough. But I think when we sit it's down, tough and watch love. It, yeah, it's tough love because when we sit down and watch it, we enjoy it, and then we see the potential for it to go a layer, layer deeper. And I think the fact, like we mentioned, the fact that it engages you in thinking of something deeper and a discussion. And that they are trying to make these characters feel human and actually have you actually understand them more. Um, we've seen it in WandaVision. I did not think much. I knew Wanda was powerful. I didn't think much of Wanda, but they gave me a whole new perspective on her. They gave me a whole new perspective on Vision. Like, I really never thought anything of Vision in the cinematic Likewise. universe. Like, yeah. the cinematic universe, like the comics, you know, but the cinematic universe, the Falcons of the cinematic universe is the visions you don't think about them like falcon to me was honestly a joke at first he he <laughs> was like i mean he got his tail whipped by ant-man i'll never get that out of my mind and then ripped his tail really quick um and he always made like he always like somebody's cheesy uncle like he just makes cheesy jokes all the time why why everybody's fighting and he's trying to figure out stuff and not to say that he's useless but i'm just saying before 
we dive into these shows, which is what makes these shows so interesting is not only are they making it more human and more reachable in some of these characters, but you actually get to learn more. You actually start you actually start connecting with them a little bit more. So now they now they're somewhat meaningful to you. So now when you look like like I've been rewatching some of the Marvel films. Now when I look back on stuff I appreciate I actually appreciate stuff even if it's not thematically within what they're at now. Because now I understand, okay, this I get to do something interesting where I get to like kind of get creative and like say, okay, this is where this character's at, but I know I know where this character goes. So right, it makes it even right. more more interesting to dive back into stuff. So I enjoyed it. Um, the last episode was definitely rushed, but I think the first one was too slow for me, and then the last one was too fast. So I think it was just—I <laughs> think it was just an interesting thing of we started to get really caught up into it, um, and then we got 40 minutes of the ending, and we only got a little bit. But I love Sam's story. I love—I loved Isaiah's story. I, you know, I really saw a lot of parallels and a lot of things with it, and, and that was—that was enough for me. So solid job, and just. The Marvel Universe got me, man. I guess I'm at the. I'm gonna watch the next installment. I am. I, I'm curious. So um, they're doing a good to. job. They are. They're two for two so far. Quick question: um, Does anyone know the song they played at the end? The end credits. Song? That one it was, was catchy. I like. It, it was so good. Like I'm so glad they put an old oh, like yeah. old school. Oh god, just like. That's just such my. That's my type of music. Just this, I don't know how to describe it. But does anyone know the name of it? Before I like, try and Google it or look it up, like I don't know it off the top of my head. I know if I liked it, you liked it. I'm sure there's forums talking about like asking the same question. Hey, what was that ending sequence? That ending theme to Falcon and Winter Soldier, the finale. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't know off the top of my head, uh, but good good themes with those songs uh toasty overall for the show i really enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot there were some scenes and certain moments i thought were really cringe or i was just thought, okay i didn't need to see that but whatever um dr jace you and i play a lot of games and a lot of similar games i want to treat this the same way we treated the first game of every series it's the first game there are a lot of things that we can accept, but there are a lot of mistakes that they made this season, especially with, like with the last episode. If they repeat those mistakes in the second season, I will be immensely disappointed. But I'm, because I'm expecting them to learn from their mistake, I don't expect them to make the same mistake twice. It's ridiculous if you do. Um, the show had a lot of potential, but for me, from somebody who doesn't read the comic that I introduced to. I guess the Marvel Cinematic Universe because of you and Ray. Um, for me, just I was I'm hoping for more. But overall, I am happy. Those are characters on the side in the Marvel movies that I never cared about. I never cared for Bucky. I never cared for the Falcon. Um, so, but now I want to see what they're gonna do with them. I'm excited for Captain America Four, for example, that we know is gonna be based off him. So. Right. I hope they can do better. I hope that whatever they're trying to do, they can write a decent story. And I, the only thing I can pray of, I'll pray about is the only reason they mess up this season is because of COVID. If they repeat the same mistake once COVID is done, um, yeah, let's not even go over that. <laughs> we can save that for a podcast because <laughs> I don't think they should. But overall, it was really good. Um, I want to see more of those characters. 
and that goes to every character i want to see more of that universe i kind of low-key wanted to see wakanda more this season i was hoping they at least gave us a preview or what is going on over there especially with a black panther now that we know that the actor is dead i was wondering if they were gonna mention or have an easter egg in the show about that uh, but again i can't wait so we'll see what they do but overall it was a good way to end the show um and my, the last thing i want to say is uh grandmaster hoop if you're listening to this you better be watching invincible because i'll be asking you that question next time we have a podcast <laughs> so i'll be ready for that but that is all I will admit, uh, as long as the show left you wanting more, in a good way, because sometimes the show can leave you wanting more in the sense that it didn't do enough, but if it left you, if you enjoyed the show and it left you wanting more of it, then it did its job, uh, regardless of the faults that it may have had. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens if they do a potential second season. Uh, we know at least we're going to get uh, Cap- uh, Captain America 4, so these characters most likely will return in that capacity. All right. Um, well, Dr. Rika, did you give your final thoughts? Yep. Okay. Yep, I, think, yep. I think we're all good with our final two thoughts. hour conversation. We are burnt out. We are, we <laughs> are exhausted. Hours. It's, I mean, Hey, I, I kind of expected it to go this long, but at the same time, it's like, wow, we, we really went in deep with this one. Uh, but I mean, it was a good conversation. I, I, I think we dotted all our T's and I's, uh, with this series and I think it came out great overall um, but I would say that concludes our episode of the Yonko table over the Falcon and Winter Soldier series finale well uh, season finale series finale Marvel really doesn't re- really know like what they're going to do with this <laughs> they, they said potential for season two but uh, for now it's going to be a series finale so uh, but yeah we're going to be closing out uh, oh, and don't forget, follow social media links, Facebook at Yonko Table and Twitter at Yonko Table. Like, comment, leave a review. Tell us your thoughts on what you thought of Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. But that's pretty much it for this episode. I'm Dr. Jace Attorney. Oh, and by the way, fellow Supernova Ray, <laughs> we didn't forget about him. He had to leave earlier in the call, unfortunately. So he, he didn't get a chance to give his final thoughts, but... uh just so you guys don't think we just left him out for no reason. Uh, okay, but yeah, I'm Dr. Jace Attorney, Dr. Rika, Tangelo. But yeah, it's Tangelo. Okay, I, I keep thinking Tangelino. It's Tangelo. <laughs> Dars, Rose the Crafter, Toasty, and I guess uh, Grandmaster Hoop and Ray, since they both left. Signing off. Take care, guys.